It is Sunday, August 20th, 2017, and you are listening to episode 73 of Roll Up and Die. So my Skype, I feel like my Skype is dusty too. I, it's not just my microphone; it's the, <laughs> the actual Skype. software is dusty. I had to blow out the uh, the Skype and the Audacity, get the dust out of there. Some cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets uh, bad when you don't use it, you know. It's that true. Dry rot. Use it or lose it. Solid state drives. What can you do? It's uh, good to be back on here with you guys, though, man. I miss this. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, me too. I miss it a lot. Well, I, um, I think the listeners really missed it too. Well, maybe. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I think it, there's Probably a good chance. Not. Some of them. What they say. We'll see. <laughs> you guys looking forward to the uh, the eclipse coming up on Monday? Yeah, I'm very excited. I yeah. cannot yeah. 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 find say... a pair of eclipse glasses. Oh, really? You yeah. got, you guys should probably you should probably have a pretty good look at it too, if I remember the map correctly. Yeah, we'll have a yeah. uh, here in uh, Washington. We'll get a pretty good pretty good look at it. But my wife and I can't find. Uh, eclipse glasses anywhere all the stores are sold out and we went to go buy some on amazon and they're like 40 dollars on amazon and i'm like oh, ah. really yeah it's like i don't want to they uh, they were supposedly had them at fred meyer for like two dollars so we went to fred meyer and they were out of them uh hmm. so i will just have to st- not look directly <laughs> in the sun that day <laughs> like i normally do yeah <laughs> do you have a normally uh, have every a morning I, I get up and i go stare directly into the sun but um <laughs> it's it's like it's it. like exercising for your eyes yeah, you know, exactly. like when you go for a morning run, it's like doing that, but for your eyes, same thing. Hey, Matt, do you have access to a welder's helmet? <laughs> you know what? I my father-in-law has a welder's helmet. I could probably borrow I'm, that from him. That yeah. will do it. You can look well, at you want, the sun through that. You want to? Yeah, you want to just check the? Uh, no, check the rating no, on that. Just do it. Just just do it right at the sun. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm gonna do Seriously. it. Seriously, yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it won't be worth it. If you don't, just take just take one last good look at your wife before you do yeah. it. Just just in case. Yeah. I'm not saying you're gonna go blind, but you know, one one last chance. It's all gonna be worth it, honey. I'm gonna stare into oblivion. I'm going. I'm going to look into the abyss and hope it doesn't look back. Not to make you I feel bad, but I got. I actually got five sets of glasses just to be safe. What the hell? Beca- Whoa. Just in case. Well, no, because well, there are four Dang. of us, and and I, and I was going to experiment with one to uh, to see if I could adjust it for the kids better, because they they're all like adult sizes, and I want to see if I could like cut the middle and kind of move the lenses just a hair close together and resecure them, that kind of thing. Yeah, but because I get those I get those cheap paper ones, you know. Oh, okay, gotcha. <clears throat> Yeah, the other ones were like fifteen bucks. The, uh... It's like, oh, good, I can use those once every 40, 50 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's what we wanted to get was just the like the paper. They're like yeah. the the old timey like three D glasses, just yeah, yeah. Like cardboard yeah. or whatever, and mm-hmm. that's all we wanted. But they just they don't have them, man. I don't know. People are eclipse crazy here in uh, Western Washington. So we guys are gonna have a much better view too up, up we here. Will. We're only yeah. get, we're, gonna, we're only gonna get about fifty percent, so it's, uh, it's not, not not quite as exciting. But yeah, uh, that's still kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's still gonna be awesome. Well, you know what's funny is my my wife goes, "Hey, did you ever make that dentist appointment?" And I go, "Yeah." She goes, "When did you make it for?" I was like, uh, "It's uh, Monday." She goes, "What time?" And I'm like, uh, "It's I think it's at like ten 
She goes, you're going to be in the dentist's office during the eclipse. <laughs> I'm like, son yep. of a... No, but I will... Uh, it Actually, by about that time, it'll be sort of winding down for us, so it, it should be that big of a deal, but it'll still be uh, dark out, I think, when I'm going to the, mm. <laughs> the dentist yeah. in the morning, so... <laughs> The, the whole crew and the dentist and the dental assistants are all going to be outside looking at the eclipse and you're going to be in there with your with those cardboard yeah. things in your mouth, holding your jaw open and piercing and cutting into your gums, yes. staring at a exactly. fluorescent and light that, bulb that. that's making you sick. And they're going to be watching that beautiful eclipse. And, and that little sucker going. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, can someone please come help me? <laughs> Is this is this supposed to be on in here? They can't mat their blind now. <laughs> At my dentist, there are these fake band posters on the uh-huh. wall that are dental related. And there's one okay. that says death cab for toothy. And it's not funny. I w- it, it, unless you see the image, maybe we'll put the image in the show notes. Maybe not. We never do. Maybe we'll turn over a new leaf here as we're uh, getting back on track. But uh, are you are you guys ready to catch my segue? I'm yeah. I'm standing here on the side of the road. I got my <clears> arms <throat> out and I'm ready to yep. grab onto this Segway and hold on. We'll we'll, we'll get you. It just passed you. L- L- what? What? Do we miss it? Get back on track. Oh, <sighs> Barker! I lied. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh man! What? If this was one of those little trust <laughs> exercises, he, he would be on his face now with a broken nose. <laughs> uh, it's my fault too. I take full responsibility. Oh, uh, this is fun again. <laughs> You can't say that we didn't try, though. Yeah, I know. So I think the the way this starts is I say, welcome everybody to roll up and die. That is the part where that happens. Yeah. Yes, that, that's does right. That, does that sound well right to you guys? Oh, it's been a while. It does. Well, hang on. Let me check my... Hang on. Um, check, your, check your binder. Yeah, hang on. I'm flipping... Check your trademark roll up and die binder. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... The, all right, so we did the banter, mm-hmm. talked about the eclipse, uh, segue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you, you missed, missed your segue, missed, yeah. go to page okay. fifty-nine. Okay. Fifty-nine. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Thanks for okay. doing this, right. man. So I, we, no, we no, missed... thank you. really quick, really quick before you go on. Thank you for doing mm-hmm. this. Thank you for being the rules guy. Yeah, no, it's die. it's all good. It's all good. I'm happy to do okay. so. <clears throat> okay, good. so okay, so if you missed your segue, uh, proceed immediately to the introductions. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. If Barker is yes. on the podcast, turn to page thirty-seven. Okay, because that's a thing. Sometimes, sometimes right. not. I know it's really. Okay. Right. It's like a shitty uh, choose your own adventure. Really, it is. I don't know why I'm going backwards. Okay, okay. You missed the segue, and Barker is on the podcast. Barker will proceed to do the introduction, which uh-huh. will be as follows. Turn to page twenty-seven. What the hell? Oh okay. my right. gosh. Okay, here's the intro, Barker. Oh, it's okay. uh, welcome to Roll Up and Die, your blank and, die, and your... blank RPG podcast. Um, there's an asterisk here. The asterisk at the bottom of the page says, uh, fill in the blanks with whatever uh, adjectives you choose to use. Um, and then after that, we do introductions, starting with Barker, going to Matt, and finishing with Alex. If there is a guest at this time, please introduce the guest. Uh, oh, my God. This is so, so confusing. Who typed right. this up? Uh, it was me. Who wrote this? It was okay. Me. Yeah. Well done. All right. Welcome everybody to Roll Up and Die, your khaki and cockle-minded RPG podcast. My name is nice. Barker, and my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. 
And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnog. And today we are talking about getting back on track in your tabletop <clears throat> role-playing games or in your RPG podcasts. We are currently, <laughs> after a, a two-month uh, Blink-182 fake hiatus, uh, we're, we're back to, to record some more RPG content. <laughs> now, Matt, how long has it been since we have played a Provoker's game or almost any game? I think it's been two months because I think we played... Mm. Like near the beginning of June, I believe. So at about as long as we haven't recorded an episode of Roll Up and Die, we haven't yeah. uh, played in a game of the Provokers. So yeah, yeah I all think things it's been about considered. two, two and a half months. And you know what? Like that's that's actually all things considered a short break for me. You know, two, two, two and a half months. I've had mm-hmm. like six month hiatuses. I think the longest one. Well, actually, kind of in a hiatus in, on an online game right now, but. Uh, prior to that, I think the longest was about six months, and uh, it was because. Uh, I was in the process of moving, you know, so everything just gets, you know, messed up and then oh, yeah. uh, syn- syncing up schedules again, finding the right night, that sort of thing. It's really hard to get back on track after a, after a long lapse like that, especially for in-person games. At least with online games, you can you can kind of go back and cheat and, and review, you know, yeah. assuming that you've saved it. You can you can review you, you review the last session, you know, a few sessions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's one big benefit of doing online games is you can you can go back and <clears throat> and uh, watch them, and more importantly, like yeah. people who are following the game and the players can go back and watch them too, which is yeah. which is uh, nice. But when I've <laughs> when I've taken breaks at my in person game, it's like no one remembers the names of the NPCs. They yeah. don't remember what they're doing or you know what their character's sort of focus is, and it's just so hard to get that cart back on the track, you know. Well, even remembering their, how to run their own characters, I've seen that as a problem. Where, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> what accent was they using for me? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's just they they lose connection with it entirely in some cases. Let's start with that character degradation. Like that, that's yeah, uh, that's a really really fancy term that I just came up with, and I think everyone should like, write it down or share it or something. Character degradation. Character degradation. I'm adding it to the Based- binder right now. <clears throat> I had it to the binder, clack, clack, clack. You hear the sound of a 1938 Underwood typewriter <laughs> yeah. in the background? Clack, 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 clack. Ah, I need a new <laughs> ribbon. I'm out. Oh, got to go to the typewriter store. Yep. <laughs> um, it's not been a common issue in my groups, mm-hmm. but I have had one player in particular where he would come up with these great character ideas, just phenomenal. But then the next week, he would always mm-hmm. go back to the same character archetype, the same and, and it was kind of, it wouldn't have been so bad if it weren't kind of annoying and anti other characters around the table. Like he didn't uh, play well with other people. Yeah. That, like after a long hiatus, it's almost impossible to remember who your characters were. Like how do you, yeah. how do you even start to, I mean, do you have to do a, like I'll throw out an idea. How about like a session zero or something mm-hmm. to get back on track? Well, you can do session zero to get back on track. In other words, just sort of um, go back and start talking about the characters. So what we did during our after our six-month break was essentially we sort of carried that into the game. So we took maybe, a, like I said, a, a one- or two-year break for the characters. Uh, not a break, but we, we skipped that amount of time. And so what we did was we had, you know, kind of like you talked about, a session, a session zero to sort of discuss, you know, maybe what the characters were doing, you know, not not... We didn't actually role play it, but we just kind of talked about it. And then when we came back in, we sort of built this narrative that that kind of connected the end of the last session to this new one. And it not only helped them to get back into the minds of the characters, but it also kind of justified 
why they were maybe a little different than they were before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that you could you kind of you kind of build sort of build in the discrepancies, I guess. That makes sense, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I I, I sort of think of it as like a uh sometimes in between seasons uh, shows will have recap episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix yeah. does this a lot. It's really nice, like uh, with their Marvel shows. Oftentimes, they'll have uh, when a new season comes out for one of their shows, it'll be like, watch the new season, watch the recap, and the recap will be like ten minutes of like everything that you missed, everything that happened. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, it might be worth it to have a, a gathering, a session zero, like you guys are talking about. Uh, in order to talk about like, okay, here's kind of the things that happened. You know, we're going to use this time to refresh ourselves on mm-hmm. what our characters are doing, what they're capable of, and what the sort of direction is with the campaign. And it's a chance for you to retool as a as a game master to be like, you know, are you guys wanting to do something else? Like, where do we want to mm-hmm. go from here? Yeah. Uh, do we want to kind of launch into a new thing? Um, <clears throat> so it's sort of an opportunity for you, I think. Well, and if they're just like, uh, you know, hey, I really like exploring. I, I'd like the campaign to be a little bit more sandboxy from this point forward. Or, you know, right. I'm feeling a little aimless. I would like to have like a story to kind of work towards and, a, a, you know, an arc to kind of be involved in. Things like that. Like you can always sort of retool during those breaks when you're trying to get back mm-hmm. to it. I think some of it, too, and depends on how it ended. If it was a cliffhanger, were you, in, were you right in the middle of something when unforeseen circumstances kind of stop the game for you know a, a month or a couple months or whatever yeah and then that could that can mean something entirely different maybe then you do sort of just have to you know hunker down take a game session just to kind of review what happened and yeah. sort of everyone kind of pull the threads back together so you can kind of begin again now in most case in most cases it's not as big a deal for a home game because you know it's just for you guys if you're doing something online and you have people actually watching it then that can be a little more complicated because you're not just doing it for you that kind of thing right we just yeah. put it off like that's what we <laughs> yeah. do yeah yeah like if we're not I, gonna if, we're, if we can't get everyone at the table or the, the digital table <laughs> for a, a few hours let's just put it off yeah it's true one thing that i like doing during breaks is like messaging players because i <clears throat> even if i'm on a break and i'm not actively <clears throat> prepping games I mm-hmm. still think about the campaign and I think about the world and I'll occasionally shoot a message to a player like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the game and about your character. I, I, you know, I had some questions to toss at you or some things for you to think about, you know, like um, uh, getting ready for this next session of the provokers. Like I messaged Nate and I'm like, hey, Nate, like, does your character have a mentor in his monkly order? And if he does, like, what's his name? What's his deal? What does he look like? Stuff like that, you know, kind of mm-hmm. uh, gathering pieces uh, and not just sitting idle but you know doing a little bit of sort of behind the scenes work uh using that break as an excuse to do that and kind of you know getting my bearings uh as a game master and and what sorts of things i want to focus on so now if you do get back to the table and the group is there and they're like we want to play this campaign that we've been playing forever we want to play these characters again we're ready to go what's a good way to kick it off and and one of the like one of the ideas that that we can I think we've talked about in the past is that opening scene is so important in in your mm. game. Pick a session and a more iconic session. We've all had them. Every group says, Oh, dude, do you remember that time you toboggan <laughs> slid down on your shield down the hill and onto that dragon side? You know, like just different stories that that everybody's got. And right. pick one of those iconic scenes that your players have already been through in the past. And in the opening scene, slowly but surely, you're describing that very scene in the perspective of the characters, and they 
kind of revisit that and get back on track via an mm. actual scene that took place earlier in the campaign to as a uh, not only a reminder but an off the bat action scene just to kick things off. Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea. I like that. Yeah, it is a good idea cuz they people often create anchors, you know, in their mind to to like you said really uh, intense scenes like that that they that they remember whether it's whether it was funny or scary or you know whatever, but they 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 sort of that's that, that is going to trigger their memories. Uh, not only to that scene, but to their characters and how they acted, and and so they'll just be back in that moment. Yeah, definitely. On the opposite side of that, then, can you say that maybe maybe the the best solution here is prevention? If <laughs> if you're going to have a, a problem getting something back on track, maybe try to end every single session in a way that you know where it would go from there, or or at least mm. you you know where it. it could go it, it's kind of got a bow on it a nice little piece it's not completely up in the air well yeah if you plan to do it every session then that can work the only problem is if if it's a hiatus you don't always see them coming you know you could be planning on playing the next week and and you know one of your one of your players says uh oh hey i have to i have to go away for a month they'll be back you know then and but but if you ended again. the previous session all nicely right, and in a bow right. then it's kind of uh, it's, we should do an episode on how to do that every session uh, but before we <laughs> record that episode, we should figure out how to do that every session. <laughs> <laughs> we got some work to do. Well, maybe there's a technique to sort of cap what's going on, not necessarily by controlling the narrative, but maybe in, in, in kind of a meta way, maybe having everyone sort of recap where their characters are at the moment. You know, what maybe what maybe they, they talk about what their characters are thinking is kind of a, is kind of a uh, at the end of a session. To say, mm-hmm. well, okay, you, this stuff is happening to your characters now. You know, what's going through your character's mind? What's going through your character's mind? And sort of create, again, kind of these anchors where they're they're left with their character wondering about, you know, what's going to happen next. And so you know, it just kind of creates like a little nice, end piece yeah. for each thread. You no, know, I like it's that. Almost like, it's, almost like, it's almost like you, you're tying that little knot at the end of the string so it doesn't fray. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, have, have, go around the table and have each player do it. Yeah. You know, do something well, yeah. like that. Pitch yeah, yeah. something in. Uh, get in, involve the entire group to refresh everyone's memory of what happened past. And if you can write it down or record it in some way, that's even better. You know, uh, yeah. actually jot it down because, again, there's always the chance that there is going to be a delay. And even if there's not that big a delay, even if it's only like an extra week or, or whatever, that's still going to help when you get back to it. When you sit down, when you get ready to sit down at the game table, you know, you pick up this piece of paper. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, that's right. I remember where we were now. And mm-hmm. you just get, you know, snap yourself right back into it. Yeah. One thing that uh, that I've been doing that I recently started doing that has kind of changed uh, <laughs> all of this for me and is sort of almost prevented the need for worrying about taking a break is keeping a I call it like a living recap document and basically mm-hmm. it's a, a Google Doc so I, I make it public I share it with all of the players and also you know I make it I make it available uh, when I run live games so that you know if people are following the campaign and they want to keep up with it they can follow the recap document as well and basically what it Mm. has in it is it has a list of all the major characters so non-player characters as well as the player characters um just short little you know two sentence blurbs about each character and what they're doing um locations but the most important thing is that it has little bullet point recaps for each session and i do these immediately after i finish a finish a session so i don't forget Mm -hmm. anything so as soon as i finish a session i go into the document and I take 10, 20 minutes and I just type up what happened and I can go back later and clean it up and make it sound better. But it's just important for me to get down those 
those important things, the things that are I know that are going to come into play later and potentially affect the story. You know, this character died. They got this item. They went to this place. They had this mm-hmm. discussion with this important NPC, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really helpful for like for the provokers, for instance, you know, we're going to be having our first session on September 10th in like three months, being able to just send the document to them and be like, hey, you guys can catch up on the last couple sessions just looking at the document because the thing is, is that as soon as they look at that document and they read those notes, it doesn't matter if they don't remember every little thing that happened. Those notes mm-hmm. will kind of jog the memory and go, oh, yeah, I forgot that that happened. And then this thing also happened then. I, t- I had completely forgotten about that. So mm-hmm. um, it gives it's it's good for you as a game master kind of keep tabs on things and, and keep track of things that are moving and shaking in your world. But it's also good for player characters because it gives them more stuff, more tools, you know, more things to kind yeah. of leverage in their role play so if you're if you're running a game like keep a document like that and Mm -hmm. share it with your players make it public to them and uh allow them to maybe add to it if they want to as well one thing i used to do when i had a when i was doing a home game is uh i used to i used to draw a timeline and and i would and i would make notes along the timeline so uh, you know and i would try to you know put them in in you know i keep them in order and the time in between them. And so that's how I sort of kept track of my notes. I really haven't done it since I've been gaming on. I really, I really should try and get back into it because it was really helpful to me to not only write down what was happening, but to see it in context of this, of this, of this timeline. And, uh, and then I could also make notes of future events that I knew were going to happen, or at least, you know, were yeah. likely to happen. Yeah. You know, you can say, okay, the, the bad guys are planning to, to, uh, to attack this place on this, at this time. And that's going to happen unless obviously something is interfered with. As I'm, a, I'm a visual person. I like, I, you know, t- to me that, that visual timeline is, is easier for me to digest. I, I, I like that. I just haven't, I haven't done it in a long time. I really should get back into it. Visual time is great. I, I used to, and I think on this podcast, I've brought up keeping a, a day planner, but it's, it's like a yearly yeah. calendar. And, mm-hmm. you know, on every day, you know, you mark the months, whatever the months are in your world. And every day you put, you know, on this day, the royal wedding, you know, in a couple months, <clears throat> you flip the page a couple months on this day, you know, the assassination of the queen, you know, whatnot. And then you add all these events to the calendar. And then when that happens, when the characters reach that day in the calendar, that event occurs. And and that's yeah. not really the point. The point is that if you think about your game in that way in that timeless way Uh, Mm -hmm. what could happen what might happen what did happen already that you can't change but what might be occurring behind the scenes then no hiatus can shake your groove if you think about the game in that regard where in that with that open mindset you could take six months a year off two years off come back to it and you know as long as you wrote those notes down jump right back into the swing of things yeah, yeah. for gm that's that's really going to help you get back into the game seeing yeah. the whole the whole timeline whether it's whether it's written in in bullet points or whether they do it on a day plan like you were saying or you know a more graphic visual timeline you could also do it in, like in a flow chart you know if you want to do that you know have more branches that sort of thing and 
Yeah. What did your timeline look like in your in your journal? Like it was basically a long bar that went from like I just kept drawing like from one page to another. So I I made I made this sort of. a uh, gray bar it was it was it was it was shaded in pencil really, and uh-huh. I you know as things would happen I would mark the day on it and then you know jot notes under what it was uh, and I and I would try to like leave gaps um, yeah if if they if time if they skip time in the game and then for future events I, as as I would sort of think of them I would I would say oh okay this is this is based on what's happening now this is likely going to happen here and then I could with that visual representation i could also draw lines connecting things so i could say ah this connects with this and i could you know just you know draw these direct connection lines if i needed to draw a reference saying like for example players find note that refers to this and then just draw a line to that event nice yeah that's something that you can do like uh, three lines on per page, you know, and, and every, yeah. every page yeah. you're not even wasting paper. That's something yeah. that you should honestly buy your own moleskin for, you know, just get a journal that you know is going to be for your world's timeline. Pick a point three quarters of the way through and start there because you're going to have a lot of ancient history to throw yep. into this thing. And, uh, and I, I, I used to use something. those composition books. Yeah, the, you know those composition oh, yeah. uh, uh, notebooks. Oh, yeah. Harriet the I, I, Spy. I love those, right? Harriet the Spy got me out of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I would ju- I would just write on the front, you know, uh, this campaign, and and you know, and and then I would just start using it for that. Nice. That's brilliant. So let's though assume that the hiatus has ended, the group is back, and they are mm-hmm. ready to get back on track. They, you know, they're not. They don't need any more reminders. They're ready to. The GM is ready to run the game. Let's come up with some cool ways to kick off the first session back. How would you guys do it? Well, what I was thinking of is uh, <laughs> something we haven't really talked about or touched upon that much is mm-hmm. like uh, if, you've, if you've taken a break, if you've taken a hiatus, like have that be part of the game. Have it be a thing mm-hmm. that happened. Have it, you know, um, you can start the game with uh, tell me what your character has been doing for the last year. Uh, where have they gone? What have they done? Uh, have they acquired any new skills or items? You know, like, uh, just describe to me a scene that occurred, uh, during this break and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's time to get the band back together as it were. It's, you know, it's, uh, one of the, one of the most famous fantasy stories, you know, the Dragonlance Chronicles, it starts Mm -hmm. with this old adventuring party getting back together after a few years and they're, they're meeting at this tavern and, uh, that's such a cool thing is like that, that the adventure actually kicks off after their initial adventure when they get back together, you know, and uh, they kind of tell each other what they've been up to, where they've been going and what they've been doing. And, you know, maybe start your start your first session back from your hiatus like that. You guys are meeting in this tavern at, at this predetermined uh, place. You're sitting down for a drink for the first time in a couple of years what do you say to each other? What, what, you know, what do you tell your, your friends, your companions about what you've been up to and where you've gone and what you've done? Yeah. You know, if I'm playing in your game, I want to start by describing my character looking over their homestead, you know, two years after <clears throat> the, the last time we met, you know, and then seeing another adventurer walk up the path mm-hmm. to the steps, you know, so just kick, off, kick it off with a role-play encounter like that. But yeah. how about consider... The Winds of Sursaline. Right now, at the recording of this episode, we have t- taken a, a period of time off. I mean, basically in everything, right? Like you said, the Provokers and Roll Up and Die, same amount of time away. You know, same mm-hmm. with Winds. But the last time you guys left off in the Winds game, 
a massive, like, iron electro golem just fell from the ceiling, and a fight scene commenced. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. when the hiatus ends, you're going to be in combat. So I have to think about a cool way to to do that. So what what advice would you want to give anyone listening? Not me. I mean, I'm not here for advice <laughs> from from either of you, of course not. But uh, you know, how exactly? I'm pulling out my pen and paper. How exactly would you guys uh, do that? Ooh, you know, you know, what'd be fun with something like that is start off with kind of a flashback. You know, with the characters where they're, you know, uh, create an entirely new scene that never happened in the game, but maybe where they're talking about something and then and then, you know, cut back to the scene where they're fighting, you know, with the characters sort of like, you know, <laughs> remembering this as as this hell is descending upon them and breaking loose, you know, yes, the, it, it, yes. It, it can be a soliloquy just by the GM or you can talk to the players about it, to sort of have them all, you know, collaborate on it. But it could be something that could somehow relate to the situation, perhaps. You know, yes. like they're, they're, it, it just, this 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 situation just caused them to remember this other thing that happened, and uh, so that could be kind of fun. Ah, I like that. Like kicking it off with a flashback sounds something like a like my style yeah, too. I mean, not like I'm looking for my <laughs> for advice again, <laughs> Matt. How would you start it hmm. by giving my character a lot of things? Yeah, I would, uh, first of all, if you have a uh, gnomish warlock in your party, I would give them, <laughs> like, a lot of magic items. Um, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Indeed. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> no, uh, I would say, you know, if you, if you are, <clears throat> l- let's make it a little bit more generic, but if you're starting your session after a hiatus with something like a combat, or you're literally in the middle of something, some sort of encounter, some sort of action set piece, something cool would maybe be to describe how the the enemy got there. So mm-hmm. if you're, oh, yeah. if you're like uh, fighting a troll, let's say, open the uh, the session by describing how the troll is is wandering through the woods and he stops and uh, takes a big drink from a river, uh, does some hunting, uh, kills a deer, eats it. You'd sort of describe it walking through the woods and then it smells smoke. Smoke in the woods, that's not good. It moves towards the smoke and it sees in a clearing a group of humans, elves, dwarves, sitting around a campfire. And it decides that it's going to enter the clearing and do what it must to protect the forest and then you just lead right into that mm-hmm. combat that you're in the <clears throat> middle of with this troll you know nice. and uh, i think that would be that would be kind of cool and it would be even yeah. cooler if you were if you were fighting some sort of like villain in the campaign like describing how the villain got there and and, and what they were doing right before the combat what they did to prepare you know did he put on his armor did he strap on his sword did he do spells to get ready that mm-hmm. sort of thing mm-hmm. i think that'd be kind of cool yeah, about, lead, I, I, lead, lead them in from the other side, right? Yeah, exactly. Another mm. good one from movies is uh, uh, beginning of Return of the Jedi. You know where uh, Empire Strikes Back left off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now, but now you see, but now you see the the you know the the, the droids in the desert for some reason. You have no idea how they got there or why. You know, so you really yeah. don't know necessarily how or why these these the individuals are are where they are at the moment. But then it all sort of, you know, kind of coalesces finally. Assuming you're not in the middle of combat, obviously. In that case, it's, you, can't, you really can't do that. But uh, if you're well, bringing yeah. people back together, you know, from a 
even if it can be even from a cliffhanger ending, as long as you're not like in 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 the middle of it, then you can sort of skip a little bit of time and come back with these 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 little threads now that are. Uh, uh, and again, you talk to the players about it, set them up ahead of time, saying, "Okay, you know, you're in the process of, you know, sneaking into." The castle, you know, you, you know, your your companion is somewhere in the dungeon, and you're you're posing as a guard. Yeah. Someone else is joining some minstrels who are who have been invited into the castle to, you know, perform, and and you know, so you, they're they're all kind of working their way in, and that's how you start that that portion of it. Yeah. I like that. Cool. I like that. Uh, you could even do Alex just good old encourage some good old fashioned dialogue. You know, yep. just uh, you know, ask the players while you're doing this sort of thing, ask them to speak to each other hey man remember the i mean even in star wars you know when han solo is talking to Chewie, you know delusions of grandeur you know that's yeah. <laughs> that's all dialogue to explain what's happened yeah. uh what we've missed and so encouraging that among the players you know even a, a good strategy that i think we've all kind of stumbled across in online gaming is having one player role play a character moment and then interact with another player's character and they role play mm-hmm. out their moment and then they interact with a third character and so on and so forth until everybody has had a role play moment in the introduction of the game. Yeah. That's just one of those things that you get better the more you do it. <clears throat> the group gets mm-hmm. a little more cohesive and better, but it's definitely yep. worth a shot. And I think that it can be a good way to, to get back from any any hi- hiatus, just a, a, a basic yeah. refresher. <laughs> you guys want to take a question from the listeners? Let's do it, man. Sounds yeah. good. Christopher M., uh, your question is, uh, I think it's pretty good, and it has a little bit of nuance to it that I want to I point out. Christopher M. says, About a year ago, I started up a campaign for my group in my homebrew world. We only got a few sessions in before time restrictions and college courses got in the way. I've been there. Now that my <laughs> players are freed up again, I want to start the campaign over <clears throat> with small changes and new characters because I put a, a mm. put a, I put a lot of work into it. Is it possible to run the same story for the same players while still keeping it interesting? The nuance there is with the small changes and new characters. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys think Chris means same story? Sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. I I don't know. Like it would really depend on what the changes were and how deep into the story they got the first time. Like if right. they only got one or two sessions in, I could see that working out just fine. But if they were you know, 10, 12, 15 sessions into yeah. it. I, w- I would not want to rehash that stuff as a player. I, you know, I, you're as a right. GM, being, you know, being fair yeah, or as a GM, I wouldn't that's want true. to. There was a, uh, there was a, a group that I had that I ran this shipwreck encounter and then they, the group broke up, the group split up. And I, I straight up asked one of the people who was in that game, um, can, and we got two sessions in. I said, can we just start that over? Because that was a really cool thing. Like, the idea that I had was kind of neat. It would have been neat. Right. You would have yeah. liked it. Is that okay? And and we did it. <laughs> but uh, but it was only two sessions in. You know, if it's if yeah. you're going super far into it, you might be better off starting a new game. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, you could also take it in from a, another direction. Like, maybe what happened to those characters still happened. But now you're taking these other characters and they're maybe don't know these other characters were involved and they're coming at it from a different direction without knowing the plot it's kind of hard to tell but you know um so let's say let's say that the original party was hired to kill uh you know a king ogre or something like that so they started they started to go into this but now this other group was hired perhaps by someone else or they were hired in addition to or 
uh, they're going at it for their own reasons, they can still be trying to accomplish the same goal, but not starting off from the same place. In other words, you know, the stuff that happened, keep it that it happened, mm-hmm. and then use these new characters to either, you know, get there first or, you know, make these make the old characters sort of NPCs or, you know, just don't don't try to don't try to redo it but keep keep the plot the same and just come at it from with new characters from a different direction. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And I think you know yeah, that way that way you're not that way you're not running over the same territory again. Do you think yeah. that he should talk to the group? <clears throat> oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That that that, 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 that well no that no yeah, I mean no, that, that right. that's always that's always the good thing it's to kind do of with a players. Given. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of yeah. those things where <clears throat> like I you know, I get questions a lot of like, "Hey, I've got some drama going on in my group or hey, I've got this issue." And like 80, 90% of the time my answer is, <laughs> "You should talk to your players." <laughs> and Wait, don't what? underestimate. You can do that? What? Yeah. What? Don't <laughs> underestimate good old-fashioned group attrition. Just sometimes <laughs> yeah. people aren't meant to play in your group. They're not. And that's and you true. know what? There's always someone out there who will kick more ass than one person at your table unless unless you're mad or alex don't tell anyone else i said that everyone everyone in any of my games just like what what did he just say you just say that about me what the hell yeah i did and if that doesn't work just spike the drinks with laxative yeah (laughs) that'll that'll work that'll do it that'll work do you guys want to make an idea that they can steal i think i just did i think you did (laughs) okay so do you guys want to make a I don't know, just a way to get like a first opening scene or what do you guys want to create as an idea that people can mm. steal? Let's create an activity that you can yeah. do on your break to uh, keep the momentum going, maybe. I don't know. Heroin. That's a good idea. Heroin. To keep the momentum going. <laughs> just um, take some heroin. Roll up and die does not endorse the use of heroin. <laughs> so, um, well, I was, I was thinking like uh, keep, an activity or a, a technique or, or something that you could do during a hiatus to yeah. not completely just call it a bust and have it not be productive is, is kind oh, of what I'm I thinking. see. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. You want to roll the die? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have a die. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> Hang on. No, I do. I do. I have my, uh, I've got my, this is my Ephraim Seidler set. Oh, no, they're not in here. What the hell? Where did they go? <laughs> Oh no, I have a digital dice. I don't know dial. where my dice are, Barker. Wait, what are these? Are these dice? Nope. Those aren't dice. Yo. These dice? Nope, these are runestones that Barker gave me. Those aren't dice either. <laughs> man, man for gamers, we should have a hard time finding dice. I know, what the hell? I know. Uh, all right. Avocado! Alright, I got a D6. I'm good to go. Alright, alright, let's do it. Alright, right, one to two is Barker, three to four is me, five to six is Alex. That is a five. Awesome. So... I would say uh, if you can have uh, create an online page or a document or something like that where where each player writes sort of uh, journal entries for their character, um, mm. you know, Ooh, uh, nice. uh, you know, whether whether you're whether you're skipping time or whether you're talking about past events if you want, or whether you're, you're maybe maybe the letters to home, but whatever it is. Have them have them write things that as in character basically, and and the GM can do that as well. But maybe they're writing for NPCs, or maybe they're writing back to them Ooh. from if you know if they're writing a letter to someone, for example, yeah. or uh, maybe maybe they're uh, writing sort of a not necessarily a newspaper, but a uh, maybe a, a bardic tale, something like that. So 
but everyone, you know, sort of writes these little stories in character about, you know, what's going on either before the current events or uh, what's happening during the, during the hiatus, depending on how you how you're doing it. That's cool. I like that. That's a six. So that would be me. <clears throat> um, so <clears throat> I would say if you can, if it's uh, if the hiatus is because you can't get all of your players together, maybe consider running some one on one sessions uh, with mm. the players in your group. Uh, they can just be kind of short, kind of fun sessions, and you can uh, use these sessions to flesh out backgrounds, um, figure mm-hmm. out what the characters are doing in between. Um, kind of a fun thing that I did with the Provokers was, uh, well, and I'm still doing it, is run one-on-one sessions, uh, just figuring out what the original Provokers are up to in between the first and the second campaign. Um, and it's just really cool, and it kind of helps me figure out uh, all the things kind of leading up to the second campaign, and it uh, can kind of uh, answer questions and things like that for you as a GM and the other players. So maybe consider, you know, even though you're taking a hiatus from the campaign and the group, uh, it doesn't mean that you that you can't game. You can still get one-on-one mm-hmm. sessions in or even, you know, get a couple players involved and run totally. some little short, fun uh, mm-hmm. games connected to the campaign. Totally. All right. I super like that idea. Oh, no, that's you, Barker. Hey, oh, all right. Hey, I'm not sure I've ever gone last. Have I gone last? I don't, it's usually, yeah, usually you do not go last. So this is well, a, whenever I, a special Whenever occasion. I roll, special, whenever I roll, I make sure I go first. So uh-huh. basically what we've done, we've <laughs> kept a Google Doc or something of the like of kind of player journals, player prose, you know, campfire talk or, you know, letters, just things that characters are doing during the hiatus if people get the itch to role play while they're, you know, just away. Um, and also, as a GM, you've taken it upon yourself to try to run some quick one-on-one sessions in the meantime. So in my opinion, the only place to start when you get back from the hiatus is a narrative combat you start you go from one character to the next to the next to the next as they describe themselves mowing through a field of goblins on horseback at helms deep or wherever they are (laughs) you know you they and there are no roles involved this is an opportunity for players to describe their characters again describe Mm. uh, remind the other players how they look what weapons they wield what they do in combat just narrate themselves kicking some serious ass in a, in a fully narrative intro, and if you've ended your one-on-one sessions right, in the right way, you can end them all so they all kind of start in the same place when the hiatus mm-hmm. is over. Yeah. That's a way that you can kind of maneuver things into where you want them. So a fully nice. narrative introduction, just let the players <clears throat> go completely nuts with their descriptions. That's my addition. Yeah. That is awesome. That's cool. I like it. Hey, can, can I throw in one bonus one that I thought of? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's that's um, the thing. We can do whatever we want, Alex. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you um, pay the bills. Oh well, we should vote on it. No, um, no, no. I, I had the idea of uh, now. I, I'm, I don't do these very well, but uh, play by post. A lot of people play that way. Oh yeah. Mm. And 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 so if if it's a matter of scheduling or distance or something like that, people may not be able to role play in person or even online. But maybe they had have time to you know spend ten or fifteen minutes online, you know, and so. Although it would slow things down considerably, and you'd have to run it a bit differently, you could bridge the gap with with play by post if you really you know want if you really wanted to keep the narrative going you know it, it, at least maintained in, in a certain direction you know depending again depending on how the campaign ended and how you're going to pick it up. 
That's on the same. That's in the same vein as the kind of interactive Google Doc. You know, it's just kind of yeah, something yeah. to do in between. But the the benefit of a play by post is that you can never have a hiatus. You know, if you yeah. want, well, that's you right. can the just sto- keep. That's playing. right. The story continues. Just yeah, in slow motion. Exactly yeah. where you are. Yeah. There's no. And then when 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 you get back to the table, you have a starting place right then and there, and everything's been recorded yep. onto your Discord channel or whatever. It's a, yep. there's a, there are a lot of benefits to that for sure. Oh my God! Did we just get back on track? I think we did. Ooh, we oh, followed man. our own advice. Oh goodness gracious! It's a little, <laughs> it's a rough, a little rough around the edges coming back after a hiatus. I noticed that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was having a hard time. Oh, what do I say? Oh, do I talk I now? I'm, yeah, I know. Who, who am I? Why am and I here? It's not like we did dragons. You know, there's no yeah. chapter in the player's handbook. Or the thing that we're talking about, yeah. It's yeah, true. to be fair, we did pick a tough one too. Uh, we did uh, meta one, meta meta uh, subjects are always harder. And it's a, you know, we did a thirty minute topic. <laughs> we we did it for an hour, and and uh, I think people, I think the people, the listeners are going to enjoy this. Are you let us know what you think on our Facebook page, as long as it's something good, uh, is what I have to say to the listeners right now. Yeah, Thank we don't you want any for, criticism. We don't like that the the criticism. We are. Cut open our cocoons and let us walk out easy. Um, it makes uh, us sad. Yeah. It, it does. You have a sad expression on your face. Don't make um, Barker cry. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. Uh, the only thing that can make me cry is Slapshot with Paul Newman. That's a, that is a tearjerker. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Roll Up and Die, your blockadilaclacks and shiggadigshook RPG podcast. My name is Barker. And my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. Full of Dice. And my and my name is Alex, Alex aka, AKA Captain, Captain Gothnog. See that? That's that's not post production effects. That's production effects. That's just effects. Pra- practical effects. That's, yeah. that's yeah. just practical. effects. We got practical effects. Monster suits, animatronics. With act with actual stunt. Uh, we could. Uh, we could do some some foley work. Hey, Alex, go grab yeah. me that sh- shovel through the on the other side of that snowy field. Sure. This one. Yep. Yeah. That yep. one. Yep. Here you go. Thanks. Thanks. Did you hear Matt get my <laughs> echo? <laughs> 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 oh God. Oh, I'm happy to be back, guys. <laughs> Me too. That was fun. <sighs> what you've just listened to has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2017. How official. The games, films, TV shows, and other stuff we talked about during this episode are the properties of their respective owners, so be sure to borrow nicely, okay? Any snippet, portion, clip, or other synonym for part of this show can absolutely be used in other media so long as credit is given to the Roll Up and Die podcast. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt can be found at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker can be found at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at www.absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is also on YouTube at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog, and his work can be found on Drive Through RPG under Critical Hit Publishing. Be sure to keep track of us on iTunes at rollupanddie.podbean.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. Have a fantastic day, everybody, and as always, happy gaming. You should read another section out of that book.
<laughs> out of the binder. Yeah, okay, out of the see. binder. Uh, all right. Um, uh, let's do. Um, uh, if you're oh, okay, here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, if one of the podcasters has left the podcast. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> That's chapter. Good. Yes. Ninety-seven. So I'm gonna turn to that page. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So, unfortunately, one of the podcasters has left the podcast, whether by technical difficulties or, in the rare instance, of a rage quit. If the He's person has the left, right now, ladies and gentlemen, he's reading the italics. Yeah, if uh, if the person uh, has left and cannot be reached, uh, you might consider uh-huh. stopping the recording. Uh, but this is a mistake. Uh, depending on the person who has left, you have several different options. So we have uh, uh, if Barker left, if Matt left, if nope. Alex left. If Alex left, turn to page three hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> Okay. Uh, if Alex left... Oh, shit. If Alex left, it means that the podcast is doomed. This is probably the worst-case scenario. It's time for you and Barker to kiss the podcast goodbye. You cannot survive without Alex, and if he has left the podcast, all is lost. Life is meaningless. We're all just specks of dust floating through space. That it and just if he ends. comes back? It just ends. It doesn't say what to do if you come back, Alex. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. I think we're done here. <laughs> oh, man. So where did I drop off? 